Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 24 of the Well Done Life podcast. Hello, and welcome back to episode 24 of the Well Done Life podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Davis. If this is your first time here, hey, and you're right on time. And this podcast is just getting started. If you've been here before, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen. I hope I'm adding value and I look forward to communicating with you and sharing experiences. The Well Done Life podcast for everyone is about building community by sharing experiences. No one is an expert at this thing called life. So I really wanted us to kind of come together, learn and grow. Before we dive in, I definitely always like to give praise and reverence to the first responders out there holding it down for us with COVID-19. Thank you so, 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 so much. Uh, This past week here in Florida has been rough. I know that there are a few other areas that are hot spots in the country, and I'm just praying that everybody sooner or later can start just wearing masks and can social distance and take care of themselves and just be as kind as we can to each other so we can kind of start to begin to move past this. I know it's going to take some time and I know it's rough out here. So just everyone, please just do your part. Uh, Today's episode to me is a little different than maybe what we've kind of been talking about. I don't know. You'll tell me in the show notes, I hope. But today I kind of wanted to talk about relationships. There are many, many ways to have relationships. Um, I am currently single. I know everyone was waited with bated breath to find out my relationship status. Just kidding. And but I'm good with that. You know, it's it's taken me a while and to get myself together, to be quite honest. And I feel like God is giving me clarity on what I want and need in a partner. In the past, uh, your girl was a little bit too easily fooled by guys. I have to admit, I was always one of those kind of girls who gave everything and was probably getting back maybe about 15%. And I think I'm actually being generous, but um, I'm not rehashing that. And that's not what this episode is about. Um, I've done the work on myself to heal from those past traumas. And I always feel like in order for you to move forward, you have to be willing to take a look at what you could have done in those previous relationships to be better or to figure out how you want to grow from the breakup. So really, I'm about healing and growth and preparation for my future boo, a.k.a. husband. Um, I'm also tossing in a little bit of the Sierra's prayer because that Sierra prayer to get Russell Wilson was powerful. So I got to mix a little dose of mine up in there, too. Just kidding, but not really. (laughs) Um, As I mentioned, there's relationships on many different levels. And really, a lot of the foundation with dealing with relationships is healing and growth. And I think that healing and growth applies to everything because relationships are such an integral part of society. And we really don't talk enough about it because if we think about it, we're in a relationship with friends. We're in a relationship with family. We're in a relationship with our jobs. And we're actually in one of the biggest uh, relationships ever, which is the commitment to our country. Yeah, I'm sure that probably stumped you, but let me repeat it again. We're in a relationship with this country. And I don't know about you, but lately I get asked quite a bit, well, you know, how are you feeling about America right now? And pretty much all I can ever say is, you know, well, I love America, but um, it's complicated. (laughs) Actually, it's super complicated. 
And I hope I'm not the only one feeling that way. I know I can't be. Everybody's got to be thinking, I love you, girl, but ooh, it's a little different right now. And I want to kind of talk about that because I have a point, I promise, to everything. So let's kind of stay foundational and let me help try to get you to where I'm, I'm going with this. Of course, I had to do my normal favorite thing when I want to paint a story. I looked, went to the dictionary, Merriam-Webster, my favorite, and had to come up with a definition for a relationship. And the definition is the state of being related or interrelated. Um, example, study the relationship between the variables. The relation connecting or binding participants in a relationship, such as a kinship, or a specific instance or type of kinship. A state of affairs existing between those having relations or dealings had a good relationship with his family is the example, or the obvious one, which is a romantic or passionate attachment. <clears throat> All of those things, in my opinion, describe my relationship with America. For me, my relationship with America kind of goes like this. I was born here. My parents were born here. Their parents before them were born here, and I'm going all the way back to when my ancestors were kidnapped from Africa and bought here against their will. And I definitely want to put this quick side note in. Remember, Africans were brought here against their will. I've heard people recently act like, you know, the slaves just magically appeared here. No, they were kidnapped and brought here. And if you need more of a point of reference about that, you should definitely educate yourself on the Middle Passage and the slave trade, because that will give you a lot of insights into what occurred on the slave ships, the atrocities, and the beginning of the abuse that would lay the foundation as we're moving through centuries of oppression. Um, and it's very important to have that information. And I'm giving this side note because, again, I want you to understand that the beginning of my relationship with America and black America's beginning in this country was through abduction. It was through force. So essentially, black Americans have been in an abusive relationship with America for almost 400 years. Yep, I know that's pretty stunning right now to say. But let's keep it foundational and hear me out. The definition of abusive, as defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is using harsh, insulting language Example, an angry, abusive crowd, uh, harsh and insulting, abusive language, um, using or involving physical violence or emotional cruelty. Example, abusive behavior. Example, ran away from an abusive husband or an abusive relationship. Uh, characterized by wrong or improper use of action, especially. Example, corrupt, abusive financial practices. Okay. Think about that for a moment. And then let's kind of flip back to what we're talking about. And I'm sure I don't have to lay out specific examples of each to prove my point. I mean, we know the racial slurs. We're all very familiar with them. Uh, we've seen the discriminatory practices, the police brutality, the murder. Uh, one instance in particular that I remember when I think of murder and brutality is when I was younger, which I've said in another episode before, 
that I grew up in a house full of books and magazines. My parents were avid readers. So one of the books that I grew up, which is foundational, I think, in most black homes or was, was Jet Magazine. And in the Jet Magazine, um, they one month they had a story about the murder or the lynching of uh, Emmett Till. Emmett Till, I want to say, and I didn't look it up, unfortunately, for this episode because this is off the cuff, but he was, I think at the time of his murder, I believe he was 14 years old. He was from up north and he was visiting family down south and he whistled at a white woman and a gang of white men kidnapped him. Uh, They lynched him and they connected his body to, I believe, a cotton gin and threw his body in the river. His mother, uh, obviously, they were, came down. They recovered his bunny, recovered his body, and she demanded that he have an open casket funeral so that people could see the brutality that her son experienced. And I'll put a link in the show notes because I really, it's very hard for me to talk about Emmett Till because that is one of the most horrific things that I had ever seen in my life. And I, even as a young girl, it is burned into my memory what that image looked like and the brutalization. And it was one of the first times that I ever could physically imagine recounting the atrocity of racism on that level. Of course, I had heard it in other forms as a younger child, but to see that burned in my mind what we've had to endure. And it is something that I feel like we don't talk enough about and his mother's strength to be able to allow the world to see what they did to her child. She didn't shirk. She didn't hide. She was strong. But again, that's another story. But I will put a link there because you must see that. And it does key right into what I'm talking about in regards to this abusive relationship. And I mean, there's so many more other things that I could really lay out on the doorstep of why Black America is in an abusive relationship with America. And it's kind of, I guess, ironic that it has been going on for almost 400 years. And Blacks in America have really only had their civil rights since 1964 and the 68 Civil Rights Act. So at best, we're talking about 52 years of having our civil rights intact. But I I think essentially you get the, the picture, which leads us to where we are right now. It's 2020. We're in the midst of a global pandemic a recession that could rival the Great Depression and racial unrest. I don't think at this time anyone would have thought that this would be the moment where it seems as if our abusers are beginning to take being forced into taking accountability, true accountability for their actions. And it's a time now where the victims have found the confidence to let their voices speak their truth. I mean, of course, they always did say the revolution would be televised, but it's being televised, it's being spoken about, it's, it's just all in all. It's like, hey, the victim has said, I'm done with this. It's amazing how in the middle of chaos, we are in the beginning of growth. And we have to look at it again as a part of healing from this abusive relationship that we're in, that this is what happens 
and quality relationship. It's about honesty, growth, and actionable change. It's about hard work. And this is going to be hard. And this is going to be work that's going to transcend words. This is going to take true action plans and laws passed to make it real so that there won't be any more excuses made. Because unfortunately, there for many, many years, we have been making excuses and we have accepted less. But we are not covering up for any more shortcomings and we're not taking less anymore. And it's such a pivotal time. So I really say all that to say, I love America. I love America so much that I love her too much to allow this to continue. Because I feel like James Baldwin felt. Um, James Baldwin said, I love America more than any country in this world. And exactly for this reason, I insist on the right to criticize her perpetually. And that is exactly how I feel. I've gone to other countries. And yes, I have thought about and I do think about occasionally, maybe leaving for a while, but I'm still always going to come back because this is where I was born. This is where my family is. I have roots here. My family and my ancestors died to help build this country. I'm not abandoning my country. And then I think about people who would say, well, if you don't like it here, why don't you leave? Why should I leave? I shouldn't have to leave. I mean, I'm in an abusive situation, and that's typically what you tell people who are in abusive situations to do to leave. But see, this one is different. This In this abusive situation, there is an opportunity to change. There is an opportunity for hope. There's an opportunity that this could be different for the next generation to go forward so that they don't have to feel the way that we have felt or to have to make the sacrifices that we have had to make. And it's just funny timing that this would be um, happening and having this conversation on the 4th of July. And let me just say, Happy Independence Day, America. I love you, but it's really complicated. And I'm hopeful that next year we'll be in better footing. I'm hopeful that we will have started to do the work and be at a point where things are getting better. And as people, maybe we all can shoot firecrackers off next year because we have gone a year where we have finally figured out that because the color of my skin, I don't have to be police uh, attacked by the police. I don't have to be discriminated against. I can be looked at for the content of my character. And black people don't have to feel threatened at every turn because of our color. So I'm hopeful that better days will come. And to everyone out there, stay safe and take this time to be clear about your relationships with others, yourself and the world. Because as we can see, this is a foundational time for us all. And thank you so much for listening today. I please ask you to like, share and subscribe this episode Feel free to share your information, your thoughts with me. All of my social information will be in the show notes. Until we talk again, stay well. Goodbye.